Hello, and welcome to the Dynamo Faithful Podcast, your spot for everything Dynamo. I'm the Sinsky Man, and with me today are Manny. I'm here. And Scroggins. Hey, everybody. We are recapping the midweek defeat at Minnesota United, the draw to FC Dallas, taking a quick look at Dynados, the Dash, our rivals, and previewing two more games. So like the saying goes, April showers brings tons of Dynamo May matches. So let's get to it. Manny, 1-0 loss, Minnesota United Football Club. They have got a mouthful of a name, uh, which it wasn't until I said that that my other club, Manchester United Football Club, also has a mouthful of a name. So maybe I should just let that go. Anyway, it was a 1-0 loss. Sorry, I just had an existential moment right there that my team has a really long name. 1-0 <laughs> loss, and it's all Escobar's fault? What do you think? Uh, the the goal was Escobar's fault, of course, obviously. What in the world was he thinking? What was he doing? Uh, was he having an existential crisis in that moment, Sinski? I don't know. Aren't we all? The, la- the lack of goals after that goal... Not necessarily his fault. I mean, he probably could have contributed maybe up uh, down the wing on the left-hand side a little bit more, maybe try to put in a cross or two, maybe could have done something with it. Probably not. But the goal, yes, his fault. The whole loss, now you lose to the team. You know, the no goals. You're not going to win games if no one's scoring, even if you're letting someone score goals on you. Obviously, that doesn't help any, but you're not going to win any if you're not scoring goals. Um, so I can't put it all on him. We, you know, at best, if he doesn't do that, we walk away with a zero-zero tie, right? So, sure, like that's that's a point on the board away from home. That's still good, but it still leaves us with no goals, no creation, no thoughts up front. So, one point, one point, one point. Yeah. Real I think quick though, I have to say, Scroggins, I haven't been on a podcast with you in a long time. It feels like, and I'm just so glad we're both on this episode today. Yeah, I think I mean we had the yeah, the Dyna Bros, right, at the stadium. The Dyna Bros at the stadium, but I haven't been on a full episode yeah. with you in like episodes. Dude, it's I'm been a while. It's been a yeah. hot minute. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad that we're the ones on the show to get. Sinsky, you're fine. You're here all the time, so it's whatever. But <laughs> I'm glad Scroggins is here. That's it. I'm about to <laughs> I'm about to post in our uh, Slack that I'm good to go for the next however many episodes, and then I'm not going to show up to the very first one of those. Okay? <laughs> what jerk would do that? What jerk would do that? <laughs> I don't know, Manny. I don't know. So I think you're right, though. Plenty of blame to go around in this game. Escobar did have a bad a mistake. He made a mistake. You know, we all make mistakes. The problem is, is he didn't write the mistake later on. No one really did. I don't think the subs who came on were enough. I don't think the urgency after the goal was there you know 12 shots only four on target and scroggins were any of those goals even dangerous or attempts at goal rather yeah i mean one in particular comes to mind was the uh uh ibrahim aliyu shot that went off of the i believe it was the crossbar but it came off at a weird angle yeah i think so like Hmm. it looked like it was like a you know, watch Tony Hawk pro skater and kind of grind down the rail. You know what I mean? That's kind of the angle that it took. But man, that was a beautiful through ball by Artur and and a, a good shot by Aliyu. I feel like that deserved to go in. Um, we, I don't think, 
by the run of play by any means do I think we deserved a goal at that point. But just that pass and then shot itself, I think, was deserving enough. But um, yeah, we were not very goal dangerous that whole game. And um, yeah, it's just more more of the same dynamo. I think um, at that point, we're like after this Minnesota game, we were like three games without a goal until until the Dallas game. Yeah. Yeah, that was a. Pretty disappointing statistic. Manny, I saw you put your finger up. Did you have more to say? I do. I want to hang on this Artur pass for a little bit because it was so good. He, he, I think he pulls out three players from uh, Minnesota, like the, just threw them ball to lay you, um, Ibrahim, whatever we want to call him. Ibra, we'll call him Ibra just to, just to make uh, Sinski upset. So ball to, ball to Ibra and, I just I want to see more of that from Artur. Like he, we've, I know we've praised him a lot for his work rate and his um, ability to regain the ball in the back and his distribution, you know, out to maybe some other midfielders or or out wide. Um, he's done really good at that stuff. But for him, if he's if he's able to do more of that this season to have those deep lying uh, unlocking passes, that would be that would be huge. Um, to to step into we we've talked about how we don't really have a creator on the team right now and I know this was just one pass but it's not a pass I feel like we get to see a whole lot from this team um, that's from you know far back he, it was, he was past midfield obviously so in that in that middle third um, and just taking out like I said it was either uh, th- I believe three or four Minnesota players and just dead on to to Ibra for that shot like. We we need to see more of that. We need to see more of that. Um, you know, as much as Coco and Acha Echa are trying, they're they're getting good passes, but are they unlocking anything? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. maybe Acha 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 probably more so than than Coco. Uh, you know, I've t- I know we've hit on Coco this season and how his final third ball hasn't been great, or his final decision, or his final third decision making hasn't been great. Um, but Artur didn't need to be in the final third to make that pass, right? He was, like I said, he was in the middle third and uh, unlocked unlocked those um, unlocked those guys. And it was just, I, like I said, it's not something we've seen a lot this season. And that's why I wanted to dwell on it for a minute because I just, I loved it when it happened. When I watched it again in the highlights, I was like, God, I need more of this. I need more of these passes um, because I I don't think we're going to get anybody more creative on the team at this point, right? Like we have who we have. Um, I, I doubt we're going to be able to add any more players. And so we need to get something out of somebody, but yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of times with Hector, we see those big passes usually going out to the wings instead of into the box area. Scroggins, I saw that you wanted to say something on that. Go for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Talking about offensive spark here, I think there's there's one player that that had a good shot um, in in this Minnesota game. It showed some spark, and that was Thor. Um, you know, he scored in the Open Cup game against Kansas City, and in this game, I don't know if y'all remember this or not, but he he had a great run in on goal, um, but uh, but an incredible run by Minnesota defender came like all the way across. Uh, across the field and slid and and blocked the shot. Um, I think that was uh, that was just incredible effort by that on that defender's part. But but uh, yeah, Thor had a had 
had some some good moments in this game. Um, and and we'll come back on to that when we talk about Dallas, of course. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah. Aside from Thor and in Aliyu's moments, I just, I mean, I'm I with Manny. We're just really lacking that edge, um, in the final third. Uh, and it's it's really painful to watch because you just we have the ball and. And it's just like, what do we, why? Like, we're not going to do anything with it. We're going to pass it around, maybe hit some switches, and then lose it on a bad pass in the final third. Yeah, I feel like we're not spending any time in our opponent's box like we were during that five-game penalty run where we were constantly getting the ball in the box. And we weren't taking a lot of shots, but... We had the ball in a dangerous area, and defenders had to make decisions. And when you're making split-second decisions, a lot of times they're not good ones. I don't think we're forcing that on our opponent, our opponents anymore. And maybe it's the lack of width. Maybe it's just the, the system itself. It's a little beyond me as to why that is, but I just want the players in the box. I want them trying to take shots. And Thor, he does that. He, he runs after bad balls, and he makes something – that was nothing happened, you know, maybe it's a little bit of a wayward shot, but it's something that makes the keeper react. It's something that forces other players to make decisions. And that's how we're going to get ourselves into games is by making the defense and the keepers make decisions right now. Ball, that's not happening. Go ahead. Sorry. This, the ball that's, that's Scroggins is talking about that uh, Thor got like before he got the shot off yet, yeah, like the defender came across and had a fantastic block on it, but if you guys, you know, watch, I know you guys watched it, but I don't know if you guys are going to watch the, the highlights or rewatch it, but the way the ball comes to Thor and the, he's able to like kind of bring it down was he, he did great. Like he did really mm-hmm. well. I, I don't know if any of our other, other forwards take the ball down that well um, to get the actual shot off. Like, yes, he got blocked, but the way he was able to bring it down, I believe he like brings it down with his right foot and then takes the rip with his left. Yeah. Um, he set himself up beautifully um and you know like i feel like sebus has gotten more time than thor has but i feel like sebus doesn't get that touch in to bring the ball down for himself like that like not sebus has to not this he had a couple of like crazy touches last season but it was inconsistent and that's something else i want to talk about but i don't know if it's on our sheet so we'll see if it comes up later it'll be better to talk about after the second match (laughs) one more person we have to talk about before we move on and i know uh, producer Ian's probably about to post in that we're at our time already, but <laughs> but we've got to mention Clark in this game. Oh man, yeah, four out of five saves. Scroggins, yeah. sing his praises, please. Yeah, I I mean I need to be the first to put my hand up here because I um I thought at the beginning of the season you know he had kind of a rough start, didn't look particularly great to my eye, and I thought oh man like. You know, the, the milk sat in the fridge just a week too long. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, dang it. Uh, but, uh, geez, dude, I am so glad that I'm wrong uh, because Me too. he has been he's been incredible. He's been great um, and like a freaking brick wall. And if he isn't there, then our defenders are throwing their bodies around. And, you know, I don't know, like. I don't know who has more blocks right now, like Steve Clark or or Bartlow's face, uh, but but it's got to be close. But uh, <laughs> you know, I I think it was this Minnesota game where Clark had that crazy double save. Like, yeah. I mean it it was yes, like something yeah. that you'd see in hockey. Like, 
Oh my gosh. It was so good. So he he's playing out of his mind and I long may it continue. You know, yeah, our keeper is better than any non dynamo fan listening right now. Our keeper is better than your keeper. Be jealous. All right. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's go, let's go ahead and move on to the Dallas game. It was a draw, better result point on the road, struggling on the road. You guys heard the Dyna bros. If uninspired is the word I used, but but Manny types here on the page, he says, was it that bad, though? Was it really that bad? So, Manny, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass this one to you, and you're going to tell me why it wasn't that bad. I just, if, if you want this game to get up because it's against Dallas, I get that. Like, if you wanted it to be more heated, if you expected them to be more willing to go, creating more chances, you know, pushing harder, being more aggressive... I get why you can watch this game and be like, man, I'm super disappointed. Listening to Dyna Bros, you know, I wasn't on there this last week and then reading all the texts that you guys were sending and stuff like that. I was like, man, they must have played really bad. They must have been, they must have played really bad in the middle of the game. Um, and, you know, we got lucky to get the goal at the end. But, you know, I, I got the time to, to watch the game. So I went back and watched it. And it just didn't feel that bad to me, honestly. Like the first half, both teams were pretty meh. Uh, the second half, uh, you know, the teams both picked up. Obviously, they got that early goal. Um, and then Sebas got taken off and Thor got put in. He didn't have that many touches, um, but he still was kind of, he was pressing from the front. Um, when he did get the ball, it seemed to be a little bit more dangerous than what I'd seen in the first half. Um, and then obviously, in, in Kinonis, he had the ball. Uh, he came in, was really quick on the left-hand side. Um, you know, I, I would like to see him uh, be able to cross the ball a little bit more. Maybe the, that final pass be a little more assertive with it. Nobody's doing with it. I think that's just basically all our attackers at this point. Mm-hmm. But nothing about me watching this game was like, man, this was really bad. Like I was just comparing it to the rest of the games we've had this season. And I was like, this seems about right. Like we're not creating chances on the run of play. That seems fair. We are dominating possession or not dominating, but we had more possession. That seems fair. We let the other team shoot more than us. That seems fair. Like all that seemed normal to me. If you're, if you're, I'm saying if you're comparing it to the context of what you wanted in this game, I can see why you guys were upset. If you're comparing it to the rest of the games of the season, it just seemed normal. Like I think the Minnesota game was worse than this one. But, but that's the problem is this game was normal. Like this drudgery, slog of a game was normal. And I think we're just hitting that point in the season where all the fans are like, all right, time to see some improvement. Like I get it. Like it's the beginning of the season. We're still trying to figure this out. We just brought in 19 players or whatever it is this off season. Um, Fine. We can deal with that. But now we're at the point of the season when things should start clicking. And if anything on the offensive side, they're, they're unclicking. They're, like the the clock is disintegrating, you know, like it's just it we, we I think we actually look worse in attack since said it, you know, we look worse in attack now than we did, you know, a month and a half ago. And uh, it's not even close um, with the exception that like when Aliyu has been on the field, the two games or whatever that he's been on the field. And then like Thor has had his moments outside of that, like Ivan, I'm not seeing anything I love. Bossy seems to have just lost his like killer instinct. He like he doesn't pass the ball forward anymore. And Coco, that's who we really need to start asking questions from, I think. I I disagree like cuz Bossy's role I 
I don't think was envisioned to be a, a number 10. That's what we need, but I don't think that's what he was brought in the team for. Um, it And if we had a, a center forward that made the runs like Baird and then, uh, but, you know, would actually take shots, you know, and, and had a little bit of a, a goal word instinct, I think we would be much better off, you know, and I think that person is Thor. I think he deserves a, a start at this point you know and let's let's talk about thor then how how much more does he have to do because he's the only striker who scored yeah you know but we also just brought in aliu who's probably competing for that center forward position we have a dp in sebis who seems to be demanding more minutes right now uh we have baird who i don't know if he's injured or if he's just we're, we're trying a different look but there's there's a lot of people competing for that spot. I think a lot of fans want it to be Thor, but does he need to do more, or has he already has he claimed that spot? Should we expect him it. to start? Man. Yeah, he's claimed it. In in Scroggins' heart, he's claimed it. I don't yeah. know if this is, I don't know if he's claimed it in Ben's heart though. And that, that's that. what I'm asking. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's look, really what I'm asking is what is what do we think, I think Ben is going to do? I don't think he's going to start. I don't think he's going to start him like the next game. Scroggins, do you think he's going to start him the next game? I think he should. I like Yes, I I don't disagree with that. Look when we when we look at like the the attitude, the bring the nasty that Ben is talking about, right? You look at Sebus and Sebus's version of bringing the nasty is falling on the ground, flopping around, calling for fouls, laying down when he's tired like he did in the Open Cup, those types of deals. What is Thor doing? Thor is like getting in people's heads. He's like he, he's doing the gamesmanship thing. He's running, running, running. He he is just working hard. He's got the 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 edge and the nastiness to his personality that we all want to see. Like, why not start that guy? Plus, he's actually scored a goal. Like, come on, <laughs> a couple. You want your forwards to score a goal? What? Um, I so here's been, my. I've been told I have it from high authority that strikers aren't supposed to be the ones scoring the goals. That's what I've been Oh, talking. yeah. That's what you've been... <laughs> I don't know who you've been talking to, but I also want to talk to this person. Just kidding. I know who you've been talking to. Um, so my thing is, if I bet if Thor was just... And I think we've all, we've all talked about this before, at least in the text group. I think if Thor was just like two clicks faster, he would have been starting already. It, he, Thor is not not a quick man. Neither is Sebus, obviously. Neither is Sebus, but or Bear. Uh, Sebus is Sebus is the is the DP. You know, like and the, hopefully his cost shouldn't make him start before Thor just because of that. But he's he's supposed to be the man, right? Like he's he's getting paid. He has scored thirteen goals last season. Um, we've seen something from him that says he can he can shoot and score like we haven't seen it this season a whole lot but we've seen it in the past so i think that's why he's got some more grace and getting those starts over over thor maybe but i think honestly if thor was just two clicks faster because baird's faster than thor um that he would we, he would have already been starting um that said i'll i'll bring this up because kyle's not here kyle has said that he wants to see aleu uh aleu and thor starting together because yes. he is Aliu is faster. He's he is faster, and Thor can bring the nasty and finish a ball. So maybe they can you know interchange between the left and the middle. Uh, maybe one of them just starts in the left and stays out wide. Aliu probably start starts wide and stays out there if that's going to be the thing. Um, but yeah, seeing them together would would be big time. And 
You, I agree. We'd have the speed plus someone that's actually taking chances and, and shooting the ball. And then we'd have two people taking chances and shooting the ball. Uh, my biggest thing is, you know, Scroggins, I agree with you. This point in the season, we don't want to see the drudgery anymore. We're tired of not making chances. We're tired of feeling like we're reverting backwards in our offense instead of moving forward. But I don't think we're going to feel like we're moving forward, and I don't think we will be moving forward until um, Aleu gets his multiple starts with a full 90 minutes. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't think anything's going to change in our offense until that is happening regularly. But at least with Aliyu, like we're, we're seeing a spark, you know, like I, I can deal with that. Like the just the same old, same old, like stale and ineffective patterns of play is, is what gets me. And I also want to like I want to give a shout out to to uh, Ulfar Helgeson, um, who I'm assuming is is Thor's dad. Uh, it's got uh, to be Thor's dad. Yeah. Well, Ulfar, uh, like I don't. If if you doubted us uh, before, you can't doubt us now. We're ringing the Thor bell. Like we're, uh, we think that Thor Leifer should be uh, should be starting for sure, man. And uh, we'll be celebrating with you when he gets that start next to Aliyu, so that we'll we'll have an actual attacking partner for him as well. I do just want to say, yes, I'm all for Thor starting, but I do want to say Stebis Sebis Sebis stepped up. Try saying that three times fast. <laughs> his link up play. Nine out of ten passes completed. Um, he was looking for a lot of one twos. Definitely a lot more selfless than what we've seen in the past. And I think you got to let that open match go. You got you and Jake are being busters about it. It's time to let it go, as nope. Dominic Toretto would say. And this is what happens when Scroggins misses six years of PNC shell energy, <laughs> uh, BBVA stadium time is he gets really upset when the striker has a off game and he doesn't <laughs> let it he doesn't let it go you gotta let no, it go no. no no but we're out of time we gotta move on but before <laughs> we do i would be i would be remiss if we didn't talk about the defense in this match as well yeah because manny you did hit on it there were some things that went well and our defense for the most part got the job done but mikhail continues to impress you know, if Teenage can't bounce back from this in- injury, all is not lost because he's obviously the the inherent to the role. And it wouldn't be a bad move to to get a DP-level center back off the books just because the MLS has kind of shown that's not really where you want those positions to be. Man, you look like you've got some dad. Didn't didn't Jake send us something this week that said like the most of the teams that have won like the last ten seasons have had a DP like center attacking mid? No, right? because I have it on really good authority <laughs> that that most teams don't use a ten these days. Most good teams in the MLS don't use a ten. So I don't surely, think they use a, a classic. 10. Surely that's got to be a mistake, right? I have it on I, high authority. I don't know, but uh, all I was gonna say is that. If we could get rid of our defensive DP and transition that into an attacking DP, that could be something useful. I 100% agree. I think we all know that that's what this team needs is somebody who can create, somebody who can make things happen for these strikers to get some more half chances and to hold chances, or maybe even just put something on a platter for them. I would love to see a little bit more of that. Scroggins, I see your hand. Get in here. Yeah. I, I just want to point out that last year we had two DPs 
on the back line, like the most expensive center backs, you know, probably in the league center back pairing to this year, having two guys on like rookie minimums and we improved and we improved to be fair. We also got a manager who really knows how to set up a defense. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would have loved to see Tim Parker play under Ben Olsen. He would would be Benny's bestie week in, week out. Absolutely. And, you know, Naga didn't know how to set up a, I don't know, ping pong table, I I would assume. But, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on, proof's in the pudding. But, like, dude, the, uh, like, um, if Ben could bring in an offensive-minded coach to help out with that, I I would – I think that would be fantastic. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've seen this movie. It's called Remember the Titans. Okay, Mm. different football. But there's these two great coaches. One of them's headed for the Hall of Fame. And another one is like, he's a top-tier coach. But he's got some things that make people think, oh, we don't want him here. But he shows up anyways, and he's in charge of the program. And he's making all these play calls, all these play calls. But they kind of split the duties. One does offense, one does defense. And if I remember correctly, they win the whole thing. So undefeated all the way to the end. And they did not gain another yard. So I just think if maybe Olsen brings in like a a striker coach or an attack-oriented guy who can like take the tactics that Ben is giving him and show these players what they need to do, good night. We would be a dangerous team. Dangerous team. Strong side. Attitude reflects leadership. Yeah, that movie's got so many good quotes. Manny, give us a quote. Uh, let's see. Oh, um, sunshine. There you go. <laughs> e- Producer Ian's already writing down uh, where to cut this out. <laughs> the entire thing's going to be a blooper reel. Just, just that whole segment of Remember the Titans. That movie's so good. Let's go ahead and move forward into our rival watch okay this is gonna be a little bit shorter because we played fc dallas we know how that went don't need to talk about it but manny why don't you tell me how austin texas is doing uh they're on a little bit of a bounce back you know they had two games this week uh i think all the teams had two games this week but uh they beat seattle 2-1 obviously you guys know that we did not beat seattle and then they beat uh toronto 1-0 so you know we're either going to be breaking their three-game streak, hopefully, coming up, or we're going to be part of the three-win streak that they're that they're on the run for. Um, I'm not really concerned so much uh, until we play them. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I know we're playing them next, which we'll get to, but uh, I I think that on a short week like this, especially the, the middle-of-the-week games, those Wednesday games, it's kind of like any given Sunday. Like, anything could happen. Um, you know, you're on a short turnaround... Uh, for both teams, <clears throat> Seattle probably had to do some rotating. Austin sucks anyway, so they probably just played their best players and were hoping for something to happen. Um, and they did. They got they got the 2-1 win. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not too concerned about it. Obviously, like I said, they're coming to our house this, this week. And we, overall, we're still pretty good at home. We've had just the one loss, one goal. I'm not I'm not feeling too uh, too scared yet. All right. Well, I like to hear that because um, I was wondering if we should be concerned and all my concerns are alleviated. We're going to wreck Austin. All right. Scroggins, how's Sporting Kansas City doing? Um, well, they, they had an uptick where they, they won 
uh, I want to say two games. Uh, I haven't bothered to look up who those games were against or what was the score because I don't want to give that much brain space to Sporting Kansas City. What I do want to give brain space to is their last game where they got slapped. I mean, just embarrassed by St. Louis. So it's the uh, the copyright derby. Um, and uh, I, for those of you that don't know, uh, there was a a podcast, a fan podcast, much like our own, um, called the what was it? Soccer Capital City podcast or something like that. Capital Soccer Capital of America podcast, something like that is yeah. what the old name was. And then uh, Sporting Kansas City, the organization, like threatened lawsuit and made them change their name. Just horrible. And um, yeah, like this, uh, this was payback and this was good and it was beautiful. And if you ever ask yourself what side of the of the state line is sporting Kansas city's um, stadium. It's in misery. <laughs> I like that one. That'll be a fun blooper reel because it's not good enough to be on our pot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. JK. That was a really good one. That was great. Producer Ian, you can leave it in. So that's our rival watch. We're going to go ahead and look at the other Texas soccer teams. And by Texas, I mean, Houston, Texas, Scroggs starts off with the dash. Yeah, so the dash uh, uh, lost three nothing to San Diego, um, the wave, um, and uh, yeah, the 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 scoreline is it does us no favors. The dash actually looked better in this game. Uh, had a couple shots off the post, uh, a couple near misses. Uh, we looked threatening the majority of the game, and in fact. For most of the game up until I want to say it was like the 65th minute or so, we were down one nothing. Um, and it the scoreline makes it look like we just got overwhelmed in a deluge of attack from San Diego. Um, but really, it wasn't uh, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't like we were you know drowning or anything like that. Uh, the the first goal was just a little dribbler, a trickle of a back pass that the uh, um, the, the San Diego wave pay, player was able to just rush onto and rapidly, uh, shoot it into the goal. Um, but yeah, it, we did ourselves no favors with the scoreline, but the girls didn't, the ladies didn't look that bad at all. Well, the scoreline looks like there were oceans between the two teams. So I'm glad to hear that that wasn't the case, but when the other team is crashing into the box, it does make it hard to score and to defend. So what can you say? Manny, you got a water pun? I got I got nothing. I'm just going to tell you that right now that my segment with Dynados is going to have way less puns than what we just did there. So Okay, so Manny, you can tell us about the Dynamo 2. I can, and I will. Guys, they were down 2-0 in the first 17 minutes of this game. Yikes. All right, so, yes, yikes indeed. And unfortunately, it was against, uh, you know, those who do not speak of North Texas SC, Oklahoma, you know, I, who who knows where they're at? Nobody really knows. They want to be in Texas. They're probably not. <laughs> Maybe. Probably Canada. As far as I'm concerned, anything north of Madisonville might as well be Canada. So, Amen. <laughs> there we go. Uh, ouch. <laughs> 2-0, 2 down in the first 17 minutes. Came back 35th minute, scored a goal. Uh, Gonzalez scored it, so 2-1. So we go into halftime, 2-1. Evans comes in. Uh, 71 minutes, scores, tied 2-2. Two, two. 
Hernandez for North uh, Texas scores 3-2, 82nd minute. Guys, we are coming to the wire. 90 plus 4, Reed, Dynados scores 3-3. Goes into the shootout. Freaking awesome. What do we do in the shootout? We demolish North Texas and take home the points. What's what's the what is it again in next pro? The score when you tie is it two one that you get two, two points? Yeah, there two points, go. and the opponent gets one point. So they, you know, we go down from two zero before halftime to actually winning and taking home more points. What a beautiful comeback against a sorry, sorry team. Two zero is the worst score oh. to go into the half with. Worst lead to go into the half with. So well, I, they were we were two one before half, but oh, it was yeah, yeah. I do remember my phone blowing up, uh, different groups mm-hmm. and um, flip mob notifications. And when I saw that Juarez scored the last goal to in the PKs to win the shootout, my heart leapt. I don't know if y'all know this, but I play a game called Football Manager. I'm running a Dynamo save right now. And Juarez is my starting <laughs> left back. That kid, he, he's got levels to him. All right. This is this is just a start for him. We're gonna see him take uh take that left back spot for your Houston Dynamo real soon. Not just my Levels. game. Absolutely. Levels. And that's the news. Six o'clock is over. We're going to move on and look at previewing matches. We've got another U.S. Open Cup match coming our way. Scroggins, it's against the team that we just played earlier this week, Minnesota United Football Club. Is this a chance to avenge ourselves? Yeah, of course it is. Um, and it's the U.S. Open Cup which is always wild and crazy and fun and zany. Uh, um, this is uh, the the replay of the Dylan Wolpers Derby, um, and I would I would really love us to win this one. Like let's, I don't know, attack. Who knows what's gonna? You know what? You know what I want in this? I I want our Dynados guys to start this game because they can score goals. Like sure, they let them in. <laughs> That's fine, but at least we'll be shooting, and I'm completely fine with that. Um, so, what about yeah, our starting uh, defense with Dynados attack? Is that better? Is that like? Oh, that dude, I, out, right? yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, that's. I mean, <laughs> can't lose. Can't lose. But yeah, uh, it's it's gonna be a replay of a game. It's weird to play a team so quickly after you've already played them. Right. Uh, so I I don't. I don't know if if you all want a preview of this game. I guess just go and get on YouTube and watch the highlights of the last one. It'll probably be something <laughs> similar. So, but reversed, we win this one, right? Yeah, reversed, yeah, reversed. Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, go ahead and hit us with a prediction, then, Scroggins. I'm gonna go with the the true reverse. One nothing. Thor scores. One nothing, and Thor lays down the hammer. Okay, Manny, give us your prediction in our cup match. Do we move on? Uh, yeah, I think we do. We're at home. Like we, we don't, you know, we've lost the one time at home to Seattle one zero. Uh, we were only playing with nine guys, so that didn't help us at that time, but I, I'm going to go true reverse as well. Like Scroggins, we're going to go one zero, except I'm going to say that Alayu finally gets his first, uh, first goal for us. Finally, like he's been playing forever. I think this would only be his fourth <laughs> game. Um, and, uh, that's how, that's how we take it. One zero. And it's going to awesome. be a stunner, too. It's going to be like a, a top bins, upper 90. It's going to be beautiful. Let's do it. I think a 2-0 because uh, it's a cut match, a little bit a little bit different, a little bit special. I think I think we get a, a Thor goal. Scroggins is absolutely right on that. 
But I also think we get a Sebas Ferreira goal, and I think Sebas is going to get the start. I think he's going to score. I think he's going to come off probably in the 67th, and I think Thor's going to finish it with a late, like, uh, just breakaway run goal. And it's going to be beautiful. Fans are going to be super stoked, and we're going to move on in the cup. And we're also going to move on here on this pod. Let's preview that Austin-Texas home match. Manny, give it to us. Yeah, so, you know, like I mentioned earlier in the in the preview, or sorry, in the uh, recap of what they did the last two games, we have Austin coming. I believe the game's at uh, 7.30. It's at home this week. Um, and I just, I don't feel nervous about this. I know they're on, you know, on the bounce with two wins, but they haven't been that great. They've been pretty leaky in defense. I think they've led in 18 goals this season. And, uh, you know, Drew for as great as he was last season, kind of hasn't hit those heights yet again this season. Um, maybe he's on a bounce too, but I, I'm really just not that worried. Um, I don't feel like, I, I don't know, you know, if I have like, oh yeah, we're just definitely going to dominate and, and win the game necessarily. I'll probably have a, you know, a, a positive prediction, but I don't feel nervous about it. I don't feel like last year, you know, especially when we played them the second time around when they were doing really well. Um, I don't feel like that. I feel like we can take something from this game, especially right now, even though we've had a one loss at home, again, one loss, one goal at home. Anytime we're playing at home, I feel pretty positive, not about the play that we're going to see necessarily, but about, about the results that might actually happen. Fair. So. Well, listeners, you may have noticed there was not a Dinobot prediction for the U.S. Cup match. The Dinobot hates cups. He doesn't have hands. He's digital, so he's anti-cup. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he's very pro home matches for MLS matters. And he's got a prediction for us here. So gather around. Let's listen to what Dinobot has to say. Dinobot's prediction for... Houston Dynamo versus Austin FC. 44% chance Houston Dynamo win. 29% chance Austin FC win. 27% chance the two teams draw. Dale, 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 Dynamo, and stay faithful. Okay, Dinobot. I like that. 44% chance of a victory? That's pretty nice. That's pretty sweet. And I think, Manny... That I agree. I'm going to give mine, then I'll let you give yours, and Scroggins can give us his. I'm nervous about Scroggins' for some reason. I don't know why. But I think I think Dynabot's absolutely right. Once again, I've got $10,000 on the Houston Dynamo scoring another 2-0. I think back-to-back 2-0s is the way to go for this team to really show some attacking intent, some, some hunger for some goals, and that they're not going to let us down. Playoffs will still be in reach, and I'm excited. Who scores those goals? Hector Herrera is going to score. Believe me on that one. And this will be Aliyu's first goal. I think he comes on as a sub and he scores. It's going to be a beautiful goal. Probably a hustle goal because he's fast. He's strong. He's quick. And I think we're going to see all that come together for a nice technically like finish shot. Manny, you agree? I Absolutely, you agree. Sure. Let's do that. Let's do that. Um, guys, Why? Ha- why have we not started gambling with our Dinobot predictions yet. That's my big question here. Uh, I know, you know, some of us are in ministry. Maybe we can't gamble. Uh, <laughs> other of us, others of us are not um, and enjoy gambling. Um, really, this question's for myself. I'm not sure why I haven't taken these <laughs> predictions and gone to FanDuel and just started, uh, you know, writing it out. Obviously, because 
the predictions are predicting the winners. You know, it's like your winnings aren't going to be super great, but we could be making money for the pod. Well, what are we doing? I feel like we're yeah. just wasting by not gambling. We're wasting money. That's what it feels like. <laughs> Who needs sponsorable segments when Manny could be gambling on our podcast? Yeah, exactly. I could. We can be making these predictions. Just listen to Dinobot. What is he saying? We're going to do that. We're going to roll with that. That said, I'm going to stick with Dinobot for this week. Also taking a W home against Austin. Like I said, um, you said two zero Sinski. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with a one Oh, we're having two one Oh games this week. Um, who scores the goal? We're going to go Thor again. We're going to switch it. Scroggins said Thor for the cup game. I'm going to say Thor for this game because if the man gets a start, he's going to be on a roll. He wants to prove that he deserves that start and be out there. That's what's going to happen. All right, Scroggy, coming your way. Prediction time. Wow me. Yeah, I think um, I'm going to give a caveat to my prediction. I think I Houston gets. <laughs> I think Houston gets the win, but only if Will Bruin plays less than 15 minutes, because that man loves to score against the Dynamo. And he loves to do it in Houston and he plays for Austin. Um, Austin has all, they're scary, man. They're a scary team. Cause they have all the talent they had last year, even added to it. Like they don't have a Rudy as their starting striker anymore. They got Zardes who's more talented, higher work rate. Um, they can bring Will Bruin off the bench. They've got this, uh, dynamic Swedish player at left back named Adam Lundquist, you know, um, and and I'm terrified of the curse of the bear. Um, like I we 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 as a fan base uh did Will wrong, and I feel like we just have to suffer until he retires. So I'm terrified. If he starts, we're losing. Like I, that's just how I feel. If Will Bruin starts, we're losing. But he won't what start. What was that? Producer Ian in my ear. An Adam Lundquist handball in the box? Another one? Yeah. I'm with you on that, producer Ian. That's <laughs> what that dynamic Swedish player is going to do. If yeah, he hopefully. still has any love for the, your Houston Dynamo in his heart. Hopefully. And how can he not? Hopefully. He does. But if, if Will Bruin plays like just cameo role, I'm not worried about it. Um, but I do think this is going to be a close game. I'm feeling a 2-1 Dynamo win if Will doesn't play more than 15 minutes. Okay. Well, I think this is one of the more agreeable podcasts that we've had in a long time. We were all seem to be on the same side, thinking the same things for the most part. I'm pretty impressed with that, especially when it's coming off of rivalry week. So with it being a rivalry week, I thought it would be fun to know what the best non-soccer Texas rivalry is in your eyes. Manny, you have the honors. Give it to us. So blessed. So blessed to go first. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to throw this one back quite a ways. This one might be right up Scroggins Alley. Since, yeah, I can't remember what you teach, but I teach it all, man. (laughs) This one dates all the way back to 1835. This is the Texas-Mexico rivalry and the Texas Revolution. That has got to be the greatest Texas the greatest Texas rivalry of all time. You know why? Because it's the rivalry that made Texas, Texas. It's the, <laughs> it's the rivalry that gave Texas its own uh, country. We were our own country for a little bit. It's the rivalry that lets us fly our flag as high as the American flag. 
it's the rivalry that makes Texans probably as arrogant as Texans are, which I'm okay with. I love that we're this arrogant. That is the rivalry of rivalries. There's nothing you guys can say or choose that's going to be as good as this rivalry, as great as this rivalry, or as meaningful as this rivalry to any of our history. So good luck with that. This is the best rivalry of all time for Texas. Texas, Mexico, we win. Independence, baby. Who would have thought the non-history major on this pod would (laughs) would throw that one out there? I'm impressed. I'm impressed, man. That was a good one. But I think Scroggins is not a man to like underestimate. So don't think that your rivalry is necessarily on top of his. Scroggins, give us your favorite non-soccer Texas rivalry that you think is the best. Yeah, my favorite. So this is the question is, what is my favorite non-soccer rivalry in Texas? And that is, that one is the historic and famed Battle of the Piney Woods. That's right. The football game uh, that is played between Sam Houston State University, our alma mater, the, the Bearcats. Eat them and- up. And the despic- despicable, horrible SFA, Stephen F. Austin University from Nacogdoches, Texas, which I call Sack of Roaches, Texas, because that's exactly <laughs> what that place is. It's disgusting. Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> that but is we, disgusting. It's been, uh, I mean, since since I was a student at Sam, we've pretty much dominated the football games. I mean, like, Amen. and you go to Reliant Stadium and you watch the game and that crowd's all orange and just as it should be just as it should be um and to to me I th- I think that's the oldest football rivalry in the state um but with with Sam Houston moving up into uh into the FCS competition we're not going to we're not going to see this rivalry happen anymore I will miss it but it's my favorite that's beautiful that's beautiful I love that you're tying in our own history in with that historic rivalry that Manny posted. So beautiful. And you yeah. know what? There are a lot of incredible rivalries in this great state. Some really good ones, beautiful ones, in soccer, outside of soccer. I'm going to take you guys back to the early 2000s. There was a basketball team in this state that people loved. It was a beloved team. And the star was a young lady by the name of Cheryl Swoops. That's right. I'm talking about your Houston Comets. You may have forgotten about that team because they are defunct, but they had a chance. Had they stuck around a little longer, like, I don't know, 10 more years (laughs) to be rivals with the Dallas Wings, the WNBA team in Dallas. Did I know that there was a WNBA team in Dallas? No. But when we decided to make this about rivalries, my heart cried out for the Houston Comets. And I don't know who it is they competed with in state, but it could have been the Dallas Wings if but they held on for just another decade or so. And so your favorite rivalry is a rivalry that could have existed. Yeah, this is like a lamentation of of (laughs) that which could have been, you know, it's a real letdown that. The Houston Comets are not a part of this great state and this great city within this great state. And I just, I think we all would have been remiss if I didn't remind us of such a beautiful team because there's something about back-to-back championships in this city. The Comets, the Dynamo, the Rockets, okay? There's something beautiful there. 
And the fact that the comets are no longer with us, they are with us in spirit. And that's a rivalry I would have loved to see, just crushing the wings all day, every day. Well, like I said, so many matches in so little time, and we are out of time. We're grateful for you guys, and we really appreciate the likes and subscriptions to the pod. Keep them coming. We love you guys. Stay faithful. Thank you for listening to the Dynamo Faithful Podcast. We are Chris Sinski, Manny Farcier, Christopher Scroggins, Jake Barry, Kyle McGuire, Emmett Rumfield, and James Franklin. Dynamo Faithful is produced by Ian Gregory Graff with marketing and design from Zach Bellow. Dynabot is powered by predictions from 538 Club Soccer Predictions. Learn more at 538.com. Music provided by Alex Grohl on Pixabay. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dynamo underscore faithful and send your questions to dynamofaithfulpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and stay faithful. Y'all were not expecting that. <laughs> Yo. <laughs>